0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Content in my next item contains graphic references to suicide, language and discussion around serious mental health issues, and is not considered suitable for young ears or anyone who might be vulnerable. On July 29th, 2013, Kathleen Chad's husband, Sanjeev, murdered their two sons, Owen, who was 10 and known affectionately as O, and Rory, who was 5, known affectionately as Roo. The boys had been taken from their family home in Carlow. Kathleen waited, searched for almost 24 hours before her husband phoned and told her, the boys are dead. Now, Kathleen has written the story of Owen and Rory. It's called Everything. And it's a beautiful, although painful, celebration of their young lives. Kathleen is with me now. Kathleen, good morning and welcome. Good morning. It, it is a beautiful book. It is an absolutely beautiful book, but it's also a very painful book. Why, 10 years on, did you decide, did you feel compelled to write it?
1: Uh, it felt right at the time. I suppose it was something that I'd probably thought about for a while. Um, so there were a few different reasons. Um I've done a lot of talking over the years, I've, you know, from sort of advocating for changes to the justice system and, and talking about grief and my own experience and, and my own story. And, and I suppose in a way what this is, is it puts it together in a way. Um, but I also wanted to not be defined by what happened, if that makes sense. I didn't want it to be everything that I, that anybody knew about me. So there is more about my life and sort of my family yeah. and going backwards a little bit. I mean, you
0: go backwards yeah. and forwards yeah. uh, throughout the narrative. Uh, Granny Murphy features yeah. and you believe that from time to time she is with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I believe quite strongly she was with the boys as they passed. Um, and I think as a mum that was something that I was very concerned about in the early days in particular where that sense of of how scared were they? How hard was was this for them to understand because there was this man, this father that they loved and adored and idolized. Um, and in those brief moments, they have to have known what was happening yeah. on some level. Um, but I do feel quite strongly that she was there with them um, uh, as they passed. And I'm not overly religious, but I am. I do have have a faith, I suppose, and I do have a belief, and and that certainly has brought me comfort in the last ten years.
0: What um, almost brought me to tears was um, reading what happened and understanding that at that moment when he did take the boys' lives, and you wonder, you know, was Rue asleep? Mm. Did he not know what was happening to O and O? how it happened, but the absolute betrayal that those children must have felt as their father killed them.
1: And and that's it. You know, they, they would have left the house on Sunday not knowing anything I didn't know any different. Um, you know, they were going out bowling. There was nothing unusual in that. It was the summer holidays. Um, I have to assume that as they were driving and it got later in the night that Owen in particular will have wondered. But they were with their dad. Yeah. So... There wasn't any reason for them to be be concerned. Um, I understand because Sanj told the, the guards or the detectives afterwards that he had told them that they were going on an adventure and that I was going to be joining them. Um, and, you know, again, they'll have accepted that. He was their dad. Yeah. Um, but I do question sort of at, those, at the very end, you know, when they parked up, I assumed that the boys were asleep. Sanj says that um, Rory slept through everything that happened to Owen, um, but he can't have done. With the level of of hurt that was inflicted on Owen, there's no way that Rory could have slept through that in the car, in the confines of the car.
0: Because it was strangulation by ligature.
1: Ligature, but there was a lot of injuries inflicted on Owen. There was He had broken ribs, broken hip bone, collarbone. So there's a lot of physical injuries inflicted on Owen that weren't on Rory.
0: And yet in, in your book, you write that the boys had a very happy childhood, very good relationship with Sanjid, yeah. Sanjeev, you call him Sanj. Sanj, yeah. Um, that he never verbally abused them, never physically abused them, participated in all their sports. Yeah. I mean, he he, he was, was an ideal dad.
1: Absolutely. And and they all, the three of them, had a great relationship. Um, I had a good relationship with the boys, absolutely. I, I was their mum and, and, and I had that part of it. But, you know, Sanj was the sporty one. He was the one that was happy to pick up a, a hurl or a football and, and, and that sort of thing. So they were very much boys together. Um, he saw Owen as a mini him I know that um, he would have identified with Owen in that way which I suppose from the psychology side of things I I, I use that Mm. to maybe explain what he did to own. But we'll come back to, yeah. to
0: the narrative of uh, what happened a little bit later, but yeah. how you met him in the first place. I mean, you you capture your own kind of enthusiastic yeah. youth, you know, in nursing, going out to Saudi, a great yeah. adventure uh, for the time. And that's where you met yeah. Uh, Sanj.
1: Yeah, I met him. He was... Uh, of the girl's i lived with was going out with um, one of his housemates and um that's where we met at a party
0: not love uh, at first sight
1: no no i did fancy him though uh, i will admit i i he was you know I, I he was an attractive guy he and he was he was a nice guy he was easy he was easy to talk to he was easy to get on with and, and mannerly and respectful absolutely um and it's funny as as we got to know each other better i I kind of felt that we had a very similar upbringing, similar values, um, you know, family background. You know, he was Hindu, obviously, Indian and Hindu. Mine was Irish and Catholic. But, but the ha- family dynamic and the extended family and the importance of family was um, was very much a part of, of him, if you like. Yeah. Um, but
0: it took you a while to decide that uh, you're going to get together. Yeah.
1: Um, so we we were kind of we in and out to begin with, and and kind of we we met, and I suppose in Saudi it's it, it the whole expat lifestyle is quite different. So um, we were together. I suppose you, you know you you see a lot of each other um, in those those uh, those days, and uh, we were together for about three and a half years in Saudi, and then he left. I stayed on for a bit longer. He did some traveling um but we we stayed connected and stayed very much a couple if you like i met, met up with him um came back home and i got a job uh, very quickly here in dublin and um we bought a house in um in city west we kind of we're, how we decided we were going to start looking and um we literally went with the first one we saw <laughs> yeah. and um and very quickly then I was pregnant with with owen
0: yeah before you were married before oh, and and <laughs> and your dad God love him yeah he was angry at this he found felt you'd let him down yeah. and then you know when Owen arrived he was completely the opposite oh, and totally. kicking himself for his yeah attitude
1: yeah totally totally I mean it's one of the things that dad always said he regretted um, was that he didn't just put his arms around me when I told him I was pregnant but I was I suppose I was the first in the family I was his little girl I'm very aware of that too Um, so even though I was what was I, 31, 32 at the time we were engaged, we bought a house We, you know, it still was um, yeah. it was the the, the whole idea but of it but he, he did change his tune totally, he adored uh, Owen as Owen and Rory did him but Owen and he, just because Owen was a bit older maybe um, because that summer before um, uh, so neither of them are here now so I can say it but um, Dad had taught Owen how to drive the tractor so he was 10 when he was driving the tractor and uh, and he was so proud of that you know proud to go out with my, with my dad farming and, and that sort of thing but uh, you yeah, know they had a lovely a lovely relationship
0: Now you're a very deep thinker because yeah. in the book you refer to you know I don't talk so much or write so much about Rue as I do about Owen because mm. I spent less time with him I only had 5 years with him yeah. I had 10 years with Owen
1: Yeah and that's it it's uh, the characters, I suppose, and you do see the characters. I mean, any parent knows that you see the characters from from day one. But you know, with with Owen, you could see it developing. You could see the future, if you like, with
0: the, the, you, the man get. that he would be. He would
1: be, you know. And he was, he was an incredibly kind child. He was. I always say that there was a quiet confidence about Owen. Um, there was now, a very... An
0: example of this is yeah. he decided to grow his hair long yeah. and he loved all sports yeah. including football and so on. He'd go out there and he'd put his hair in a ponytail. Now, he's a very beautiful 10-year-old. Yeah. Absolutely. So, the concern was he'd be taunted that yeah. he looked like a girl. Yeah. What was his response to that?
1: Didn't bother him. Absolutely didn't bother him a bit. He, he couldn't understand why that would be a negative because in his mind he kind of thought well, well surely, surely if they think I'm a girl that's better because, you know, girls aren't going to be as, as strong, if you like, on a, on a boy's team. So, therefore, <laughs> it shouldn't be an issue. But uh, I remember somebody um, afterwards, actually, he just started playing golf in, in Boris Golf Club. And uh, somebody had come up to him, to to uh, one of the, the trainers, or one of the guys that was teaching, and and I talked about the girl. And uh, apparently, Owen went up and, and uh, said, no, excuse me, my, my, I'm actually a boy. My name is Owen it didn't bother him and and you know um, it wasn't an issue it was just he was correcting him he was telling him you know and a strong and,
0: character e- even at that at young that, age yeah um you say in the book that uh, you don't erase memories of sanj with the boys yeah. and with yourself that you were once a happy family yeah. and if you erase sanj from your memory, you erase the boys, boys. Yeah. to some extent absolutely.
1: as well. Absolutely, we're all it was. It's connected, you know, and 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 we were a happy family. And and I suppose one of the things that I can take some comfort from is the fact that the boys were loved, and had happy lives, and they knew they were loved. They loved in return. So, you know, there wasn't, thankfully, uh, I suppose, a, a history of abuse or anything like that. They they right up until those last moments, and absolutely, if if I take. If I take the happy memories away, because that's the majority, most of the memories are happy memories. If I take that away, I lose so much. Um, and and I suppose it's a, it's almost like mm-hmm. not cutting off your nose to spite your face. You kind of
0: now yeah. uh, the the beginning of of the demise of the boys really is with uh, the fact that uh, Sanj had no job, but he took on a voluntary job uh, as a treasurer of yeah. the local community center, and what you didn't know is that he'd been gambling on the stock market.
1: Yeah. So I I knew he 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 played with the stock market, he gambled, he I suppose he traded if you like. Um it was something that he'd always had an interest in. His background was finance. Um and I always say it was hidden in the open because it wasn't like I didn't know that he he traded. He he did. Yeah, but, but there
0: was a third bank a, account the, besides the two family about, accounts. Yeah. There was the, a which hidden bank account. Didn't
1: know about. And he, you know, and and I, it wasn't. I suppose because he didn't hide it, I didn't think there was something to be worried or concerned about. And and I've often talked since that you know I was luckier than many wives or partners of a gambler, in that, you know, the mortgage was paid. Our bills were up to date. I had a good job. So, you know, in my mind, it was a hobby. It was something that he had an interest yeah. in. And, you know, it was never going to to make us money, but it was something that, that yeah. he liked to do.
0: Now, it turned out there was 56,000 missing from the accounts of yeah. the community centre Um, A huge amount of money may be within the community centre and its budgets, but in the greater scheme of things, it's something that could have been in some way paid back, beg, borrow, Borrow, not steal,
1: steal. steal, but get the
0: money somehow, uh, uh, maybe live in more straightened circumstances yourselves, but it could have been paid back.
1: It could have been done. We were lucky enough to, you know, we big enough mortgage, but it wasn't huge. There would have been equity in the house if we'd um, needed to. Uh, we could have borrowed from from my parents and and uh, his his mum if we'd needed to. Um, the only thing I did say to him was that he was now going to have to get a job, really, because we were going to have to, wherever we got the money, we were going to have to be paying it back. Um, well, that was the practical side of yeah. me going, right, we need to just sort this out. But it was manageable. And if we'd absolutely had to sell the house to pay it, we could have done done that. It wasn't, okay, I'd have been devastated and I'd have been very, I was angry um, and annoyed and and upset and betrayed and all of those things. But
0: But part of of the issue was that it was already out there within the community. So there was going to be humiliation and shame heaped upon, as he saw it, the whole family on foot of his actions. Um, and do you think that is the, what made him... He didn't want his boys to see their father yeah. for what he was?
1: He They had him on a pedestal in many ways. Again, as many fathers are with their sons. And um, yeah, I, I think he he didn't want them to see the true him. He didn't want others to see the true him either. He'd spent, if I think back on it now, he'd spent a lifetime probably hiding, or certainly his adulthood, hiding that side of himself. Um, boxing it away I don't know that he even knew that he was capable of doing what he'd done Um, I'm talking about the embezzlement let alone what he'd he'd done to Owen and Rory and so a very different suddenly he was a very different person to the person that anybody knew of him Um, and uh, and and it's it's really difficult because to say that he did this simply because he was ashamed is is so inadequate yeah but there isn't anything adequate. There isn't a, any reason that would ever be good enough for what he did.
0: And there's a mystery of an email he wrote to himself a year and a half prior to this. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you ever understand, which was saying I'm going to kill yeah. the entire family? All of us.
1: Yeah, so he'd, he'd planned millicide at that stage, the whole family um, annihilation. And, and that was... I look back on that time. I mean, I came across that email by just by fluke. I was looking through, um, so all of the computers and the laptop was taken, so I had no photographs of the boys really, or very few, and um, because now everything is digital, so you know there mm. wasn't that many printed, and and so I was, I knew there were photos on an email account that Owen or Sanj had set up for Owen when he was born, um, so I was going back through that and. It, as you're browsing, you go through everything and you're clicking on everything uh, in the folders. And I went back in, found an email that, that in the sent box that he had sent to himself from Owen's account for some reason. But it was basically saying, yeah, he intended to, um, to take all of us. It was a, a suicide note that we would all be gone. And I think the way he put it was to raise a glass to Kathleen and the boys, but forget about me. Uh, but remember them. And, and what
0: was the logic of that particular email? I mean, he wasn't yeah. in a hole at that stage or was he?
1: Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Um, but when I go back on that timeline, that was a time when we actually would have done a, a bit of a review of our finances because I dropped my hours in work yeah. that time. So we, as I thought, were on a uh, we OK financially Um and as I say, you know, in hindsight, I look at it and, and he didn't touch our own finances, if you like. He, he, I think, would have borrowed from, from friends, to, to one of his friends and a cousin um, over the years. But he, you know, so it, it didn't, um, there were no red flags raised at all at that time. Uh, the opposite almost, as I say, I dropped ours because we could afford mm. for me to do that.
0: Did he try to take his own life?
1: Uh, on that night uh, he apparently did on two occasions but in crashing the car I think that was a reaction to the cry alert that had gone out the Child Rescue um, Ireland Which was the first time wasn't Very it? Very first one yeah and thankfully since then every child has been has been recovered but um, recovered ha- alive and well but um he reacted and he drove from a side road at speed across a main road and, and all, I remember the first time that I went there in, in West, just outside Westport thinking and being so angry um, and it's funny, I think because of what had happened I, I couldn't even feel anger towards him at that, That in the mm. early stages. I, I didn't know how to feel You know, with shock but I was so angry because he could have killed other anybody, people. Yeah. Anybody, walking, cycling or driving. It was there. Um, thankfully, there was nobody. But, you know, there was no, again, no thought for anyone else.
0: You say, you know, you, you couldn't uh, kind of get a hold of your feelings at that mm. point. And you you say in the book that um, you had only one person that you could think of leaning on in your grief, which was Sange. And, and he was the guy who had actually caused, caused the this. grief. You, yeah. you also say it took you a long time to get to hate him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I... You know, I I don't I don't think I've ever hated anybody in my life before. So uh, it's a very strong word. Uh, I don't actually know what it means. In a way, that sounds a bit bizarre. But um, you know, it's it's I have a uh, I I used to say I strive for indifference towards him um, because he doesn't deserve emotion. But actually, I, I you know I'll never be indifferent. I can't be. Um, but the the level of 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 I suppose devastation that he's inflicted on on me and ultimately on the boys and then family his own family friends community and and beyond his own he, mother he, his own mum his his brother and sister their families Um, this is far-reaching and um you know so he he deserves nothing um in in my view he certainly doesn't deserve any kind of of uh, sympathy or empathy you
0: believe he should be in jail for the rest of his life
1: totally absolutely um he need he should never. Ever get out? Um, you know, I know that the parole um, bill came in uh, in 2019, and now you know it's 12 years before he can apply. But he did apply at seven years when he was able to, when he was allowed to, and and that I think was a for me was a huge slap in the face because to me that was the, the disrespect in actually applying for parole in the first place after what he'd done to Owen and Marie Just I, I couldn't understand it or get my head around it, and I, I never will you know and i have no doubt that he will apply again he won't get it initially um but at 20 22 23 years i have no doubt that he will be out
0: um you talk about choice a lot in the book that uh, what he did he did by choice yeah. even in applying for parole he did yeah. by choice he had a choice not to do that exactly. in your own case you chose to live not die
1: yeah absolutely and 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 it was a choice. I mean, I used to say there was no choice um, in the early days. You know, people would be people are so good, and and you know, and how do you do it? And I don't think I could do it. And I, you know, they, my my pat answer was, well, I don't have a choice. But actually, I do. And and I think there was a certain control almost in in realizing that and and recognizing that. Um, you know, I've I've chosen to live. Not living was never an option for me. There are many times where I don't want to be in this world. Um, Or there were certainly in the beginning. Um, And I just wanted to be be gone. But that didn't necessarily mean that I was going to to take my own life for doing that.
0: You you put your own parents, and both were alive at the time, um, you put them in the position that you did not want to do to them. In other words, to lose lose a child child. in the same way as Sanj had done for you. To cause that unutterable grief.
1: Yeah. And I couldn't do that to them. I couldn't do it to, to my family. Um and you know what, I couldn't do it for Owen and Rory either. You know, I they deserve a mother that will fight for them um in as much as she can now. It's you know, it's limited, but um and that can be their voice, you know, going forward and and, and for myself. You know, I, I need <coughs> to I suppose the way I look at it now is it's important for me that I, you know, in, in choosing to live that I actually make something of that. Um,
0: life. Towards the end of the book, um, you talk about your relationship with uh, your siblings' children, yeah. nieces and nephews, and you're kind of their favourite aunt.
1: I, I put myself in that position. Yeah.
0: And yet, if, if uh, one of them says to you, God, those kids, what they're at, da, 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 and then they halt and, and maybe feel they're walking on eggshells yeah. to speak in any way disparagingly of their own children, <laughs> which of course we all do.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, and you say, No, you don't yeah. walk on eggshells because nothing can ever hurt me like i have been hurt no
1: no and and you know nobody can ever hurt me in to that extent it doesn't mean i can't be hurt yeah but nobody can ever hurt me in in in, in that way i've i've to me i've i've gone through the most devastating pain that any parent can can go through um and absolutely, I mean, the yeah, in the early days, again, people would have worried about t- saying anything to me about their kids or, or, you know, being anyway sort of negative or giving out. And and I will always say, I mean, I, I adored my boys, mm. but they weren't perfect. Yeah. They,
0: <laughs> but you know the, the typical expressions you. that people yeah. would use, if he does that again, I'll, I'll kill, kill him. kill
1: him. Yeah, absolutely. A- and yet, you
0: know, if and they say it in your presence and yeah. they go, oh,
1: yeah. oh, And that's it. And, and whereas I go, I, I use, I say it on occasion, jeepers, I could kill him. Um. I know that. I know that's, that's, I know that's not what expression. I mean. It's not. It's an expression. It's not what anybody means. And uh, and that and it, it is. You know, you you have to be able to. For me, I had to be able to have a relationship still with with friends who have children, with my family who have children. You know, and I've seen those kids growing mm. up. Um, you know, and and uh,
0: you don't, as you put it in the book, you don't want to be that oddball no. sitting in the corner, deserving of everyone's pity, and no crack at all in them.
1: Exactly. Exactly, and it's important for me that that there's a bit of crack out there. That's the that's what keeps you going, you know. And I, I I say even for that awful week where you know the when the boys were gone and when they first came home and we had them home, and it was devastating, and it was the the pain and 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 grief and that was in the in the house, but there were also moments of uh, of humor and and hilarity and and. And and you you have to have that. I've spoken about that recently, actually. You know, with with grief, with with, and there are different kinds of grief. You know, I I know how I grieved for my my dad, but that was a natural grief. If you a like. Celebration a of celebration of a celebration of his life, and you know, and and at eighty six, eighty seven, he had a life to celebrate. You know, at ten and five, the boys' lives. Yeah. While I, I absolutely will celebrate them, there should have been so much more, you know, but, but it is important to, to know and to, to recognise that, that, you know, even in the depths of despair, you, you can actually have, have some humour and, and it's OK for that to be.
0: One of the questions that you have asked yourself over the years, when you look at the, the whole so- story as it unfolded, was there anything I could have done? to prevent this from happening at any point along the way.
1: Yeah. And and I don't, I think it's something I'll always ask um, I don't beat myself up about it now, maybe in the way that I might have done in the early days. Because
0: if it wasn't that trip to Carlo It'd to go awesome. bowling, it would have been something yeah. else you suspect.
1: I, I feel it, particularly after I saw the email that he'd yeah. sent. If he'd had that, and, and that, I, I had to, to do a lot of hard work in trying to come to terms with the fact that I'd slept next to him every night. I'd loved him. I'd, you know, we'd had a normal family life together. Um, while he lay next to me, Working out how he was going to kill me at, at at some point and the boys, so you know you have to do a lot of sort of backtracking on on your life on that. But it's you know life. Um, how do you resolve that in your in in your mind? How do you sort of think, um, particularly when there was no signs of it? You know, there was no there was never anything that would have indicated. Um, in, in any way that he would have had the capability of doing something like this. You know, um, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't difficult. Even, you know, we didn't row, right? We had differences of opinion, but we, we didn't really have any major um, sort of rows. And that was one of the things in the early days that was a positive was we, we you know, we seemed to be on the same sort of mindset mm-hmm. in, in lots of things. So, you know, you, there's an awful lot that you question. Um, you know, I, I, how do I trust, you know, and, and I often say it's not about trusting somebody else anymore. It's about trusting my own judgment, because if I could have gotten it so wrong with him. Um, but did not
0: but everybody get it wrong? That's
1: it. You see, and, and, and I, exactly. And, you know, that was I don't know that he even knew he had this with, within him. Um, so I do look at it and I question what. Could I have done differently? What was there? Was there something that I missed? And, and and I know there wasn't anything I missed. Doing anything differently, we would possibly have just delayed things. Um, in in you know in truth, because I, I, this was this was on his mind. And and if it was there from a year and a half previously, um, where he wrote about it, it was there even longer because it had to have been there as a concept in his mind. Um, I remember talking with like psychologist in the early days and and going, I need, I I, I needed to take responsibility on of, for something and and he was like, no no, Kathleen, you're not responsible. And I'm like, no, I know that I'm not responsible for what he did, but I needed to take some responsibility for the relationship. Um, so I had to work through that quite a lot to go, why couldn't he have talked to me? Why couldn't he have shared those thoughts with me? I know, thinking about killing your wife and children are absolutely horrendous thoughts to have and it would be very difficult to share. But I thought we had the kind of relationship where we could be open and, and that we trusted each other. So,
0: But he never told you about the, the gambling no. debts. No. Th- there's one uh, little thing earlier in the book where he's going off, as you mentioned, on the travels and he's going to meet up with pals in Thailand for yeah. Christmas and you're quite hurt. Now you're in Saudi at the yeah. time. You're quite hurt because he didn't invite you. Yeah. And you, when you broach that, he just says, "Well, you don't need an invitation, invitation. and you did indeed yeah. go." Yeah. Was that any kind of a clue? Because you put it in the book.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it's only now I would have looked back on it back then, um, and you know I'd have thought, and it was it it's been you so. In the last 10 years, I've done a lot of analysing of my relationship with him that I mightn't have done in ordinary circumstances. So something like that, I do go back to it and go, were they telltale signs of, of anything? But yet with him, he was very much, well, why would you need an invitation? You know, you, you've got an open invitation sort of a thing. And we were going out about three and a half years at that stage. So, um, you know, you, you but, but I look at it now and I question it. I look and I think, was what... What was his commitment, if you yeah. like? Um, I always said that that the biggest commitment for us was actually um, getting a mortgage together. You know, it was um, because that tied us together uh, in in lots of ways. Uh, that that even having children doesn't necessarily. So, um, you know, we we. Planned to get married at some point, um, but it wasn't until I was pregnant with Owen that we kind of both realised. Yeah, we were, yeah, we, we were more the... more um, traditional than we had yeah. anticipated, actually. Um, and actually, part of that was w- there was a, some programme or, or something that was on talking about um, couples where they weren't married, um, and the mother having more rights than than the dad. Um, so I think that was part of what prompted Sanj to to want to get married, which is a bit bizarre when you think about sort of how annoyed he was when I got pregnant in the first place. So But then became con- devoted
0: in fairness totally. to the baby. You yeah. know,
1: so lots of contradictions.
0: Do you ever think now um in your mind's eye of uh O and Rue and what they might be like today, O in college, yeah. twenty years old, yeah. Rue having probably finished the junior cert.
1: Junior cert this year would have been, yeah. Um and I do. I I question what would it be like for them? What would what would my life be like? What would family life be like? You know, we would have been in Balankillen still. I've, I've moved. Um, uh, the house became too big. And um, so I did move. And, you know, but I'd be there still. We'd be, we'd be doing normal things, if you like. Mm. You know, I won't, you know, I suppose. And, and, and that's the thing. I, I won't have the mother of the groom moments. I won't have grandchildren um uh, of my own and, and it's you know, you, you think about the future. I I, you know, I suppose as my mum my and dad have gotten older, I've I've thought about, you know, the six of us in, in family. I've got four brothers and a sister. So there's six of us there to kind of be be to support each other mind each and other. mind yeah. and mind my mum now. My yeah. dad's gone and you know, as as she needs it as as she gets older. Much as she might <laughs> deny that she needs yeah. it, but um, you know, so we're there for each other. Who will be there for me? You know, and, and you do look at these are questions that a lot of of people who are single who don't you know you don't have to have children to to, um, to you know or to to be questioning sort of your future. But it, it for me, I suppose it was I had it and it was taken away um, in in an incredibly cruel way. Um, which means that you think back, you think the what-ifs. So my life in lots of ways is, is what-ifs. And, and what if the boys were here? What would life be like? Um, but yeah.
0: Anyone finally who's been through what you've been through, Kathleen, it's, it's hard to, to maybe ask this question and, and expect a positive answer, but are you in a good place now?
1: I'm in as good a place as I can be. Um, but I'm, you know, life, there is fun um, in life for me now. Um, joy is a different thing than it used to be um because it's always tinged but i can still you know i can still have a have a you know enjoy my life such as it is um you know it, it it there's always going to be something in the background there's always going to be something missing um and that that but no matter what i do in life now that that's always going to be there um but you know i've i've Settled in Dublin now, uh, just outside Dublin, and I'm, I've got a nice, you know, a a job. I'm happy in, and uh, I moved jobs recently, but that that's part of a process. I think, um, you know, it's ten years down the line, and I I maybe needed to do that for for me as much as anything else. So I'm I'm um, working in in Clane now, Clane IVF, um, and uh, and that comes around because that's that's now owned, but by my old boss in 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 the Sims Clinic, and. so it's quite nice to be back working there again, and you know, I, I'm, I'm clinical. I was in the background for the last ten years. I'm now sort of meeting patients and 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 clients, and uh, it's quite nice to know that I can still do that. And and that's maybe part of it. It's it's about having my confidence, I suppose, yeah. to, to do that.
0: And and the the last question really is: you you have decided uh, to keep the name Chada, Yeah. Um, when you could uh, get anonymity by going back yeah. to Murphy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I thought long and hard about it in in the earlier days. And but very much at the beginning, it was Owen and Rory were born as Owen and Rory Chatta. Um And I keep it for that. And and it was something you know, it was a name I was very proud to have. And it's their name, so you I want, to want to keep that connection absolutely alive. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It is a, a really wonderful book, and uh, I read it, as I said, in one sitting. It's called Everything. It's a memoir from Kathleen Chadda, published by Umbrella Publishing. Kathleen, thank you very much for joining us in the studio. Thank you. Well, if you or someone you know has been impacted by the content of our conversation, you can contact the Samaritans on their 24 hour free helpline on 116 123 or Pieta House on 1800 247 247.